0: This is the seven steps of my book, Spiritual Intelligence in Seven Steps, in about five minutes. The first step has to do with story. The stories we tell about ourselves really matter because they sift and filter and reveal what we sense we are. And the big story, the story of the emergence of Homo sapiens from our ancestors' 200,000 years ago, has become dominated by utilitarian accounts of who we are, the struggle to survive. And this actually is being undone by developments in evolutionary biology, I believe. And there's a new story to tell, which is that we are at base homo spiritualis. We develop the capacity to be curious about the world through ritual, through myth, through dream, in a way that has not been seen on planet Earth so far as we know. And we need this story of who we are to recover the sense of the centrality of spiritual intelligence to us. That leads to the second step, which has to do with how we understand our freedom. Our freedom nowadays is often told in terms of freedom of choice or freedom of voice, which of course are good things. But what's this freedom for? And spiritual intelligence knows that the freedom we have as homo sapiens, as homo spiritualis, is to align ourselves with the good that these capacities reveal to us, that we detect within ourselves. And then we find the true freedom, which... The wisdom traditions tell us is aligned to being in service of that which is the source of life itself. There can be no greater life than that. This leads to the third step, which is to understand that there's something simple that runs through all the complexity, all the speed, all the dynamism of life. It's simple in the way that a white hole is simple. So simple that even the laws of physics can't describe it. And yet it gives birth to the whole of the cosmos. So metaphysically, there is a simplicity that can be known at the heart of all things, that anchors and orientates and is the wellspring, the flourishing of all that then is made manifest. The third step, we need to recover that sense of the simplicity that lies at the ground, which spiritual intelligence knows. It leads to the fourth step, which is to understand how our inner dynamism, our soul, our vitality, the ups and downs, the light, the darkness, the joys and the troubles that we experience day by day can be understood, but also can be understood so as to give way to a more profound sense of spirit or being which we all share, then we become much more capable of resonating with reality and find that grounding, not only in terms of the story, not only in terms of the freedom we aspire to, not only in terms of this metaphysical simplicity, but also as a lived daily experience that is at once transcendent, but also more intimate and closer to us than we are to ourselves. Step four. Step five leads even more deeply into that sense of the heart of things. By considering death, any wisdom tradition worth its salt, in my view, must be able to deal with death not by trying to go around it or under it or avoid it, but to understand how death is part of life, to go through it. Spiritual intelligence knows that whilst there is terror and struggle with death when it is faced head on and when it is encountered and gone through it turns around into a portal that gives birth to more life it's a natality that meets us in death and that can be known day by day as well as at the end of our mortal lives. This leads on to step six, which is about how we live those lives. And I think that we need to recover the older sense of what can guide us in life, which is based on virtue. These are the characteristics, the personal qualities that we have as individuals and as a society. And the point about virtues is that not actually they ultimately tell us what to do, whether that be good or bad, although clearly they do inform that but rather virtues enable us to resonate with the wider reality that surrounds us so that we can know it within our souls, within our spirits collectively as well as individually and so become more and more one with the broader reality, the broader oneness that spiritual intelligence knows runs all things. That's step six. And then step seven is understanding spiritual intelligence in relation to time. Time has become dominated by clock time in the modern world, chronos, and we need to recover that sense of lived time, which can be called kairos, where constantly, moment by moment, sometimes in small ways, sometimes in large, reality as it is, as it relates to us, as it seeks to find and consciously join with us even as we do with it, what I call the spiritual commons in my book. Time becomes our ally then, not ticking away like the sand falling through the hourglass, but as an ever-present source of revelation and newness and embrace of this intimate transcendence which spiritual intelligence can know. The seven steps that I hope can help recover that for us, telling the true story of ourselves, understanding freedom as alignment, knowing that there's a simplicity which runs through all things, knowing that our souls can give way to a wider spirit in the ups and downs of life, knowing that death can be experienced as a portal to more life, understanding that virtue matters more than morality and appreciating that time can be our friend as it leads us and guides us sometimes dramatically, sometimes quietly, into all things.